Welcome to the Parents Place podcast with Hillary and Jen. Welcome to the Parents Place podcast. Hillary is out enjoying her kids, so I'm here filling in for her. I'm Nicole, and we have our lovely guest with us, Reese. He's one of our therapists at the Family Place. Um, so I'll let him introduce himself a little bit, and yeah, take it away, Reese. All right, my name's Reese Nielsen, and I am the clinical director at the Family Place. And I come from a background of marriage and family therapy and mental health counseling, and have experience in mental health crisis and a lot of varieties of therapy, so sort of like in-home and outpatient models of different kinds. And so it's been a fun career path. Cool. So, That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of... Career um, paths are always interesting. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it has been very interesting. So... What kind of education did you have to get for that? So I have a PhD in marriage and family therapy from Virginia Tech, and then a master's in counseling from the University of Alabama at Birmingham, UAB. Oh, cool. So good times. Awesome. I spent six years in Alabama and 13 in a couple different places in Virginia, and it's been a great, great time. So, Just curiosity, what did you get your bachelor's in? Family and Human Development, right here at USU. Oh, all so, right. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's been, it's been an interesting journey, so. <laughs> so to ta- today you're going to tell us a little bit, or educate us, I guess is a better word, for shame. Now, this is something I've been trying for a long time, Reese, <laughs> to get you on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yep. grateful that you're here today to talk to us about shame. See, now I was trying to remember back about why you were even interested in that, why you even thought I had anything to say on that. So were you sitting in on a conference when I talked on this or something? Because I'm like, where? All I know is I have a lot of shame, (laughs) so I can speak to it personally. This is the way it goes, right? Well, I think we all have shame. Yeah. So, and uh, I think parents have shame and guilt over parenting and but I think as humans we do mm-hmm. so and I've been grateful for what I've learned over the years um, you might have had conversations and learned about different trauma responses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fight or flight is a common term now yeah fight flight or freeze mm-hmm. but we don't talk as much about what happens after that when mm-hmm. the brain has been flooded with that trauma response and then what follows is often a shame cycle. So a down jag of mood and energy drop and you feel like you wanna go crawl in a hole, mm-hmm. or feel extremely exhausted. Mm-hmm. You wanna withdraw from everything and everybody. You just feel bad, you think negative thoughts. Yeah. And that's a normal part of that, that brain process. So that's what I wanted to talk about today, nice. a little bit. I definitely could use this this week, especially. <laughs> I had to make a bunch of phone calls, and oh. Oh, they're just, it's hard. And then you don't say things right, and you're just like, why did I say that? Mm-hmm. What did I do? And then, yeah, you do get into a spiral like you were That's talking right. about. And 
So, yeah, I'm excited to learn more about shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And uh, I, I, there's a concept here that I got from Yanina Fisher, so it's not my own, but I feel like, you know, we've tried to expand on it and use it in services here. And I know it's been helpful to me personally, as well as um, with people we're serving. But this concept goes like this. Okay, so we're familiar with fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. So if you if you think of that as an upward pressure, I know nobody can see, but I've got my I've got one fist pressing up, and one fist pressing down. Okay. Okay. And so, fight or flight, or the sympathetic response, is like an upward pressure. We feel it like pressure. Mm -hmm. So anger and anxiety just, whoa, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in mammals and then more especially in humans, there is a, a, a compensating response in the brain that basically keeps the lid on. It's this kind of a suppressing mm -hmm. response, right? In a healthy scenario, that's a relaxation response. You feel some anxiety. You go do some things to regulate, and you feel more, you feel more right. calm, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that parasympathetic response. Mm -hmm. But when anxiety and anger are very high, then that response can be very—it's—it's it's a counter response that can also mm -hmm. be very strong. So when anxiety and anger pass, then what happens? That whatever the yeah. that the <laughs> that first pressure. the downward pressure there we go i'm like that fist your mood into the yes. ground right you go you yeah. spiral down that's yeah. right yeah so right now for instance mm -hmm. i'm feeling anxiety but mm -hmm. once this is over i'm certain i'll feel shame oh <laughs> no. i hope not no, i'm saying i will and you might oh and you might well jen mm. she's been doing this a while so it's more Habitual, the, right. the, the memory center of the brain has been tracking this for a while for Jen, so yeah. she knows it's not threatening. Right. Nicole's brain might be a little. I might be if a you little uncertain. Yeah. She might look back yeah. and be like, I don't know. Why did I, 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 say, that? I say that? <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's the way it works, and that's mm -hmm. that's there's some good reasons why we have that response. Mm. So. Yeah, are there, like, what are the reasons that we feel shame? What? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so so picture, do either of you have dogs? Yes, we love okay. dogs. Have you trained your dogs? Or just let them run? Train them a little I bit? Mean, you try? I like you try. to pretend. Okay. <laughs> have you ever scolded your dog? Yes. Okay, what does the dog do when you scold your dog? Yeah, it flinches away. And puts okay, her tail between her legs yep. and, and runs away. Yeah, yeah it runs away. with the okay. saddest eyes. That's right. You might go crawl into the bed, yep. mm -hmm. whining with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the shame response. Mm -hmm. And so, when, what do you what do you think? Why would a dog do that? It's a some more simplistic brain process than a human. It's not conscious thought involved here. Mm -hmm. Probably we don't really know what dogs are thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But why do you think that dog? would have that response when you scold them. How do you feel for first, how do you feel towards the dog when you see him like slinking away, whining, ears down, drooping, the tail yeah. tucked? I was mean, I feel I, bad uh, for being mean. Well, but. the first thing that popped into my mind was the dog has had experiences and so uh -huh. 
that's their natural response when we get uh, like yeah. that tone of voice that changes because yeah. we all have dog voice yeah um so i think it's ex- i don't know that's what i thought first but then yeah. it is i feel bad after yeah. i do it because uh, i'm like okay you're a dog but you're so uh-huh. cute yeah. look in your eyes <laughs> now isn't that interesting that you would feel bad for yeah. scolding the dog right yeah I guess no. that is interesting. Isn't that isn't a beautiful it? safety mechanism for the dog? Yeah. If I just <laughs> drop my head and tuck my tail and whine and go slink oh, away, yeah. then the threat of being scolded is reduced and eliminated, right? And you so might even So they're manipulating come, us. Well, we say manipulating. <laughs> we, we just want to say everybody's attached, right? That's yeah. true. That's so true. So we all influence each other, right? Mm-hmm. And it might even elicit enough of a sympathetic response, right. a sympathy response. I don't mean sympathetic like the brain. Right. Mm-hmm. But enough sympathy or pity that you'll come yeah. and console and assure. Right? Yeah. So it's not a lot different in humans, or might not be. This is theory, right? Mm-hmm. But that is at least one explanation of why we have a shame response. Mm. Is so that 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 whether it's a child or an adult, that mm-hmm. human, yeah. having a shame response, other humans, it sends a signal to other humans, oh man, I'm sorry. That's so Come take care of you, console you, comfort you, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that Makes is what sense. happened the mm-hmm. other day when I made that horrible phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the office heard, and then they were like, it's okay, it wasn't that bad, but it was. <laughs> oh, man. But they were consoling me. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. That's right, it yeah. elicits that response Yeah. if there is an attachment. Mm. So it may not elicit it very strongly in someone you don't have an attachment with. They might be like, I don't really know her. Right. But that makes me think about parents who don't have an attachment mm-hmm. to their child. Mm. Yeah. Then they may not feel that that response which then just yep. creates more fear whatever with that child yeah let's talk about yeah. on a on a healthy scenario first if you have a child then that has is, is experiencing a shame response mm-hmm. okay then what might it be designed to do towards parents for us to come in and comfort them and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, tell them it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. How does that feel to the child? Good, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So this is, a, this is a normal and relatively healthy brain process. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling shame. Mm-hmm. Usually the fight or flight period of time feels very unsafe for all involved. Mm-hmm. That brain feels very unsafe. So as the shame response kicks in, uh, if fight or flight drops and shame response brings in that lower mood, mm-hmm. then the first need that that person has is safety. Bring me right. safe, bring me comfort, bring me safety, come around me. Are we okay or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so then we'll do the inverse. So a parent that's having a shame response, mm-hmm. then how might a child react? I think a lot of times in the same way, like they come and try and comfort you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have kids. I do. Has this ever happened where you were feeling a little bad or maybe yeah. you're crying and your kids come and comfort you? Yeah, yeah, okay. it has happened. Okay, was, yeah. that, was, that, was that a good thing or bad thing for your sense of attachment with them? 
I it, it was good, I think. Um, it definitely reflected back to me what I do for them. Yeah. They were able to yep. kind of do the same thing. Yep. So. So it's not a it's not an abnormal thing or even unhealthy thing to have these shame cycles and responses. It's part of what brings us together. Mm-hmm. So you seen the movie Inside Out? Yes. Mm-mm. No, Jen's you haven't have seen it. Oh. Jen, we have to have a movie I'm day. I'm not a big oh animated movie person. Oh my person. gosh, it's so it good. Matter. But it will have you crying. It will have you laughing. I I do love Bing Bong. Oh yes, Bing, Bing Bong. Bong's good. So. Okay, but who saves the day? In a way. Sadness. Sadness, right? Yeah. Why? How? She validates and she listens and, yeah. She's simply responding. Right. Now, we can't respond to a person's shame response if we haven't felt that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, we need to have empathy. Yeah, so so that shame response creates, if we've experienced it, then we're capable of having empathy with someone else that is, is experiencing it. Right. So it, it empowers us to be capable of responding in a consoling way. Right. Mm-hmm. And that can be very, very helpful for people going through it, right? Including mm-hmm. ourselves. Definitely. <laughs> so this can happen in parent partners, so marriage couples, right? Yeah. When one's down, the other moves to console, right? Right. Okay, where do you think it might go awry? Well, I can think of lots of scenarios where it would go awry. (laughs) Maybe if the person, the other person doesn't come to console or, you know. You're feeling real crappy about yourself, real low, real bad. Mm -hmm. You say something maybe that indicates to somebody around you, a loved one, that you're feeling real low. Yeah. And they're like, just go on about their merry way or say something Mm -hmm. like, we'll just get over it. I don't know what they say. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Put your big girl pants on and move on. The response did not work. The dog Mm -hmm. hung his head and his tail and still got scolded more. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's not a good response. Yep, yep. So that can reinforce. And in scenarios where there's been a lot of, uh, like, less developed attachment or less formations of attachments I guess you might say um, then the shame cycle doesn't get kind of the shame reinforcement of consolation come out of it cycle right. so it can perpetuate so a person can live with ongoing feelings of shame that don't that don't really resolve out they've never yeah. they've never had a, a pattern of consistent nurturing responses mm. so so yes. Yeah. So if shame is something that's supposed to signal to other people, but like, hey, I need comfort, I need safety, and they don't find that in that person, mm-hmm. how do they get out of that cycle? Well, yeah. So that's a great question, and it, uh, we we know that we're we're largely um, motivated on an emotional level. And a, a lot of that is based on our attachments right. to others. So not finding that in one will, over time, this all happens anyway. So we, we all miss plenty of times when someone around right. us was really down. Yeah. So it's not like one and done. Mm-hmm. But if there's a pattern of that where 
that a person consistently doesn't respond when I'm feeling low, right. that I will eventually move away from that person. I'll find mm. I'll look for other mm. sources or options. Right. It's so sort of like uh, an inside out mm -hmm. where joy just couldn't grasp right. what was happening. Just get over it. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like yeah. eventually you just kind of can't connect with that. Yeah. Like that clip that you were playing the other day in the meeting was mm -hmm. bing bong and he was sad mm -hmm. and joy kept saying like come yeah. on let's let's go like yeah, we're fine everything's happy and then sadness came and just sat with him and said looks like you're feeling really sad or whatever yeah. mm -hmm. so we need so we will eventually keep yeah. finding someone yes to, we'll have to we'll mm -hmm. be driven by that the so that here in lies the difference between a dog and a human. Okay. We'll begin to generate a lot of conscious thought. Mm. And those thoughts may s take the form of how crappy we are. Mm. Um, and it can certainly take the thoughts of how crappy the other person is for not consoling us. Mm. So we, we might feel like the other person has judged us or been invalidating or been terrible toward us. Right. Uh, and we might have all these negative thoughts about ourselves because shame itself is is, a, is simply a negative vortex, right? Mm -hmm. So it has its function, but in that place and in that space, our thoughts are just consumed. They're, they're just a very negative mix, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the therapy side, I know we will walk people through, but like during that period of time, if you can recognize when you're in that state, mm -hmm. you can allow your thoughts, do, do mindfulness exercises, you might have walked through those but whatever you don't trust your thinking <laughs> makes sense yeah. it's not a great time the thinking you're thinking during that time mm -hmm. uh, isn't any it'll always be negative mm -hmm. right so yeah so chuck your thinking during that. I mean yeah you can you can let it go is what we would say just let it flow along but right. 20 30 minutes later two or three hours later whatever it is you're gonna feel differently and you're gonna think differently Right. Kind of so. reminds me of um, Brene Brown when she says the story Absolutely. I'm telling myself. Yep. Is that part of shame? Like yeah, when definitely. you tell yeah. yourself different stories? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And it can be helpful to challenge that narrative in the moment, but a lot of people find that they invalidate themselves. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Yeah. They're just trying to do that same thing that Joy was doing inside. Mm -hmm. After all, inside out's all in the brain. Right. Like different people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're just doing that towards yourself. Oh, just get over mm -hmm. it. Just be, you know, tell yourself a positive narrative. Mm -hmm. And then the person can't, um, they can't come through the process mm -hmm. of the emotional process where it would flow naturally. Gotcha. So we just maybe add, if you can recognize when you're in that state, mm -hmm. the key is the meaning of it. So when you feel bad after an encounter with your kids, they're like, oh. Oh, man. Kay. Okay. Yep. What meaning We're going to do, do some therapy it? here today. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I put, should put you on the spot. Oh, you're fine. But what are some of the meanings you make? What are some of the thoughts you think? Like after a negative encounter? Yes. Oh, man. Do we have time for this? Um, <laughs> I'm a terrible mom. I should spend more time with them. I need to read more with them. I need to do... I need, 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 yeah. need. I should, should, yep, should. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So those meanings are, are, the, are the 
the trap a little bit mm-hmm. and catch us in that moment. And it's certainly okay to think them as long as you recognize that's just my thoughts based on this mood. Mm-hmm. But what we would offer, what I would say is like, okay, if you can recognize you're in that state, mm-hmm. then apply this meaning. It's an emotion. Right. It's my brain and it's an emotion mm-hmm. and it's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's the meaning. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the meaning. And the other things are my thoughts. That's what I'm thinking right now yeah. when I'm down here in this black hole. And it doesn't mean that they're <laughs> true. <laughs> right. It doesn't right. matter, right? Yeah. So we'll talk about that for a second. But but that's important. Like when I think a lot of parents do that, a lot mm-hmm. of humans do that, mm-hmm. because there's a part of the brain that analyzes that, like, if something went wrong and feels bad, uh-huh. then its job is to scan what went wrong. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And fix it. We all become data analysts. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is that, not the problem, it's all fine. That's a necessary part of the brain, right? Mm-hmm. When we're in that mood, so we call it mood-based reasoning, mm-hmm. our thoughts will follow whatever that mood is. But when you're in a happy mood, you don't get those thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's scanning, saying, oh, this, these are all, there must be this, 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 this wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But what's really happening is you're in a negative mood, in a negative state. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Not that yeah. you're a bad mom. Right. Not that you didn't spend enough time with yeah. them. Not that you none of that. Yeah. Right? You're in a negative state. Right. Emotional state. That is what it is. Right. So So then your brain can't think in a positive state. Yeah, you just pretty I much. mean you can try. Yeah. It does help somewhat, you know, to send self-compassionate messages to yourself during that time to kind of poke holes in the dark yeah <laughs> well it sounds so it's like it's so dark <laughs> it sounds like it's kind of like with kids when they're having a big emotion yeah. you're not going to coach them through it in that moment That's you right. have to wait for them yeah. to calm down and yeah. then come back to themselves yeah. and then you coach so yeah. it sounds like that's what we need to do with ourselves too absolutely yeah okay and as your kids get into that shame state and have negative self-thoughts, mm-hmm. then you can reassure them that they're okay. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Just we'll get through it. Yeah. Right? Right. Now, yeah. what happens, because I'm just having this thought, these thoughts run through my mind, of, like, words of affirmation for me don't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because I always... M- I guess it would be my experience of words of affirmation. They can just be words. To me, action mm-hmm. is a lot louder than what they're saying. And because I have, in times in my life, those words have been hurtful or not true. Right. So how do you help? If, you're, if we're supposed to coach ourselves and be self-compassionate, but... I can't even handle words of affirmation. See, now it's therapy for Jen. (laughs) Reese, we're so glad you're here. (laughs) We need therapy. How do you do that then? Okay, so so key to this is is putting when we put on that meaning that it's a it's a it's a mood, it's a state, it's an emotion. It's a little bit like mindfulness or acceptance in that regard. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the meaning. So it can come with a, a whole package of acceptance of self, including negative thoughts, mm-hmm. and that you're in a negative state. It's like, well, that's how I'm feeling, and that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. 
so with words of affirmation, there's, there's, to, to borrow language from mind, body, bridging, <laughs> <laughs> there's a fixer, right? That mm-hmm. wants to right. fix it. That part of the brain that drives, like make it better, make it better, make it better. Mm-hmm. We don't like the state. There, there's a reason we don't like the shame state. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's like the, the capstone of our of our lower brain processes to say don't ever do that again whatever the heck that was don't do that please never but the lower brain is very underdeveloped it's not conscious and it's not reflective and it doesn't have a lot of new i mean it has a lot of nuance in its processes but it's not far-sighted and it's not it's not looking at identity or whatever it's just saying what made us feel that way Mm -hmm. don't do that again Mm-hmm. So words of affirmation during that time could be driven by the the this part of the brain that wants to fix it, make it better, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that part of when we're when we're fully in shame, then it doesn't matter. It, anything positive that comes through will be tainted like it has tar on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a dilemma for people trying to come to console as well. Mm-hmm. They might say kind words, and the other person like, it's just, but I'm just a crappy person. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then that person trying to console can feel frustrated or distressed. or Does that make sense? Yeah. But, but if we put the meaning on it correctly, so to speak, not really correct, but just a meaning, mm-hmm. it's an emotion. Yeah. Do emotions need fixed? No. No. We just need to feel them. Then why try to fix them? I don't know. Because we're a bunch of fixers. We're uncomfortable. (laughs) Because we're uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying, like, just treat it like any other emotion. Like, let it move through you. And Mm -hmm. don't put shame on on top of shame. Don't feel shame for feeling the way that you're feeling. That's the worst, man. Oh, I do it. I do it. There's nothing like the shame for feeling shame. And then you feel... Shame for feeling shame. shame. <laughs> it's just a it's like spiral. The, the bathtub drain. <laughs> yeah. Down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so uh, when you're hungry, what do you do? I eat. Okay. When you're tired, what do you do? I hopefully and sleep. sleep. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> That's what it should do, right? Yeah. I get yeah. grumpy. Get grumpy, right? I do. With both of those. Yeah. Hungry and yeah. Oh, I was hangry last night. Yep. So it's not like you don't do anything in response to shame. That's just the meaning you put on it. But when right. you're hungry, you ever mistake? Have you ever mistaken? You're you're feeling grumpy. Yeah. And you think it's because something bad happened at work or something. Mm-hmm. And if once you stop and finally figure it out, it's because you haven't eaten lunch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So shame's a little bit like that. Okay. It's a brain process. There's something happening in the brain. Mm-hmm. So we tend to think that thoughts help the brain, but they kind of do, kind of don't. They, they, they have their place. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more you can do for a brain than just thinking about it. Right. Our, after all our thoughts, we get caught in the bathtub drain, right? Mm-hmm. right. Down we go. Yeah. So some simple things you can do are, you know, are there, we talk about like the same kind of coping mechanisms that help with fight or flight. Mm-hmm. It's all in that same part of the brain. So a simple step outside for mm-hmm. uh, a few deep breaths 
okay. uh, quick phone call to somebody or go say hi to somebody. You don't have to talk about what's going on. You're just right. making a connection mm-hmm. with somebody that isn't in the pit with mm-hmm. you. Okay. Um, eating, if you haven't eaten, then that can drive that mood, right? Yeah. Um, so there's plenty you can do mm-hmm. in response to that. Even deepening your breath, just like you would with anxiety, just deepen your breath, you'll feel likely to feel some relief <laughs> from mm-hmm. the shame. Yeah. Response. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's still plenty you can do. Okay. So. I love those suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of the things that I have to do every day. Yeah. No kidding. Oh man. <laughs> I think I experience shame every day. We should. Yeah. So a healthy it's amount. Normal. Yeah. It's normal. It's yeah. Normal. And the amount that I talk, I, it happens. But it's a normal part of it, and there should be a healthy balance. So yeah. we'll take the one side when it gets problematic, when there's too much. Right. So shame moods that last long time. I mean, there's depression, right? Mm-hmm. Where you just, the thoughts are relatively consistently negative. Thoughts of death, thoughts mm-hmm. of hopelessness, uh, you know, just everything is bleak. Sometimes, very, sometimes very simply, that's brain chemistry at work. There's simply not, there's plenty of activity in the part of the brain that says something's wrong, and there's not much going on in the part of the brain that says things are okay or better. Right. So medications can help with that, and therapy can help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, PTSD can have downward jags mm-hmm. um, of mood states be really challenging um, um, suicidality really f- oftentimes flows out of this shame cycle mm-hmm. so think of the fix-it part of the brain right mm-hmm. so if you're in that shame cycle and or in that mood then sometimes there's this problematic meaning from the fixer side of the brain that says you'd be better off dead mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah so it can drive some of that Whereas if, if it's possible to set that aside and say it's just an emotion I'm feeling now for a while, right. mm-hmm. go get some help, go talk to your mom, cousin, whatever, whatever's positive. Mm-hmm. Make a little connection. Yeah. Um, just a book I'm listening to made me think of um, like veterans mm-hmm. and in that shame cycle when they come home. And how yep. suicide is so, that little thing just slivers on in there. Yeah. And how much they need support and yep. help and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a real challenge. If you, you know, for veterans, there's uh, a lot of the military experience can be uh, essentially kind of living on edge, like mm-hmm. a little fight or flight, generally speaking. So coming off of that when it's been prolonged for years mm-hmm. can be very disorienting, right? Sure. And that, that, you know, we talked about the upward downward. Yeah. Once that upward force that's been kind of keeping you going, the adrenaline and the, mm-hmm. and the command and the whatever mm-hmm. um, has dropped, then a lot of times that mood is lower and yeah. it's, it's challenging. And, yeah. It would be, I would think it would be the same. Pe- for people who have experienced trauma. Yes, yeah. yep. 
And there's a real challenge because we don't wear shame on our face very well. Mm, right. It seems just, you know, if you took a person that's sitting there listening to music on their, on their earbuds versus a person that's sitting there with earbuds in their ears in a shame response, right. it'd be really hard to tell. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's a masking Definitely. Uh, response at the human level. We're not like the dog that's just going to automatically... Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. I do the home alone face a lot. Like, there you go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so learning when we are there and what we tend to do, it can be super helpful. And learning how then to, to speak up about it be like, man, I'm in a crappy spot. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes just saying it and somebody acknowledging, oh, man, I'm sorry, mm. can begin like, okay, I'll get yeah. through it. Yeah. That's yeah. so what I tell my husband all the time. Just validate my feelings. Don't uh, defend don't them. Don't try and fix it. <laughs> don't don't go, defend them or try to fix it. Just just validate. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> exactly right. That's shame for you at its oh, finest. Just validate my feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So I've, yeah. I've been thinking, like, what if somebody is living with somebody who is in a shame spiral? Like, we yeah. are in that bathtub spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, no amount of positive affirmations mm -hmm. or comforting right. words is getting through to them yeah. what do we do then because that can yeah. be exhausting and almost absolutely. send you into a shame spiral because yeah. you're not fixing it absolutely mm -hmm. yeah so this gets in a, a little a, a little deeper and a little when it's when it's a problematic chronic shame mm -hmm. state we're in mm -hmm. then it can be very very alluring to place the meaning on it that it's somebody else's responsibility to get us out right now truth be told it may be somebody else's fault that we're in it right right so that can bleed over as time goes on into then somebody else needs to I can't do this myself right um, so the the trick is that it, it's not either or we do know that the number one most powerful factor for simply feeling better <laughs> Uh -huh. is to make a healthy connection through our mm -hmm. attachment. Right. So there is that piece. It can't happen right. really well without that. But it also can't happen just from another person. Right. And this can be really challenging for, for that support person. Right. A lot of times it takes a team of people. Mm -hmm. and, it, and at some point the, the, the person maybe in the supportive role has to create a meaning around it. Because okay. a lot of times the frustration or drain comes in because they're trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. If I just help and support, then they'll come through it. Mm -hmm. Right. And if they can overlay that with a different meaning, saying it's the state they're in, right. even if it's long term, it's the state they're in. Learn just how to respond to it mm -hmm. over time without an expectation, usually unconscious, but without an un unconscious expectation. Well, if I do that, the personal they'll feel better. Right. Because that is kind of the normal way you console your kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ten minutes later, they're off doing yeah. their thing, right? Yeah. Everything's fine. Right. But there are times when that's not the case. Right. I've got an almost teenager at yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of shame. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're in middle school. We're in the thick of it here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 12 and 13 are hard. Oh, man. Yeah. So I guess I also yeah, wanted to ask, like, are there things that we should definitely not do when somebody is feeling shame? Um, 
shame them more. Okay. <laughs> yep, so a response, this can happen though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a person is like, man, I feel so crappy. And we can say words like, well, if you just kind of screwed it up. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. And does that make sense? Well, I'm thinking about the, the, there used to be a big craze on in social media about parents who get mad at their children and then make them hold a sign on the side oh, of the street. Oh my gosh. Or no. put a video on social media about yeah. smashing their computers. Stop. And you Did have to know. Do that? Yeah. Yeah. People you have to know before that whole situation on the side of the street or the smashing of the computer, there had to be words oh that were not gosh. great. That probably put that person into shame. Yeah. And now let me go make make you feel shame in front of all these people. Oh. Yeah. So well, that's a prime example. Can be hard to tolerate for the other person, like the parent. Yeah. And that can actually, one person's shame response can trigger another person's fight or flight. Mm, I do feel that. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I'm projecting, right? Like, right. oh, she feels this way, so I'm a crappy parent. Yeah. I don't say it out loud, on. but the, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as our fight or flight, so. Because of attachments, then it's typically the sign of being attached is one person's emotions affects the other person's emotions right. like, mm-hmm. on an emotional level. Yeah. So if we are triggered into a fight or flight state by someone else's shame, mm-hmm. we might come out with anger. We might come out with harshness. We might come out with just fix it this way. We mm-hmm. might come out with a variety of responses, right? Oh, okay. But recognizing that that's what's going on can be key. And Believe me, we're probably, if you're a parent, you've probably already done it, so it's not like it's... Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is There's that no yes. parent that hasn't like done it. Like, mess if you only practice like, your viola more, we right. wouldn't be in this scenario. Grace, if you're listening, practice your viola. <laughs> <laughs> so, balancing that, like, okay, you know, basically biting our tongues around that, and mm. keeping our responses in check, and modulating our own emotional response but there is a flip side where you can uh, unintentionally reinforce shame cycles in a way that then spiral Mm -hmm. so that uh, if a child's needs are not met in more direct ways or more open communication and the path that their brain like if their brain reads the pattern that the best way to get this need met is to be in shame and talk about how bad I am and mm-hmm. how crappy a kid I am or cut myself or uh, you know cry and mm-hmm. whatever it is right then uh, if that's kind of the only time a parent is responding mm-hmm. with consolation and comfort then it can in fact reinforce that like make it a stronger process okay. so a parent being aware of that can begin uh, comforting, consoling, connecting at other times besides right. when there's in shame responses and toning it down during the shame response. Right. Don't be negative by any means. Right. Present but not so responsive. Right, okay. So the child can learn a little resilience. They'll get through it. But yeah. it'll change. I mean, it'll change. It's yeah. not, it guaranteed to change. Yeah. When was the last time? I mean, have you ever stayed in the same mood for more mm. than what? three hours no on a normal day i'm not saying I'm <laughs> jen's like i'm always I I'm, I'm always this way <laughs> unless i'm the sleeping more like moods. no 
We don't stay there. No. We don't stay there, right? No. no. That'd so be very uncomfortable to, to stay in yeah. one of those states. So if a parent can stay present and just simply tolerate the uncomfortableness, right? That's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's acknowledging, and but it's not reinforcing of something. It can be accidentally reinforcing of a negative self-esteem as well. Mm. If, like I say, I'm such a bad person, and you're always like, no, you're not, it's okay, but that's the only time I ever get a positive response from you. Right. And I'll be like, oh, man, I am just crappy. Mm -hmm. Just keep giving me like that. And you'll get frustrated yeah. and all. But that's the only way I'm getting that need met and that attachment. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So you simply let go of that more. Still present. Mm-hmm. Okay. But not like you don't have to solve it. There's no fixing going right. on. Right. Not negative. Not antagonistic. Not adding more <laughs> attention to it. Is that's that right. what I'm getting from that? Being present with. Right. Um, attention is a good thing overall. Right. You can give to yeah. anybody. Mm -hmm. Reaching out in shame, yeah. So acknowledging it, yes. Yeah. Like man, I hate you. This could be crappy. But not like overdoing it. Yeah. Especially yeah. if that's. Yeah. The only time you're. <laughs> that's right. Doing that. Right. And you may mm -hmm. detect that like other times it might be better to yeah. weave that in. So. Yeah. I'm thinking of a plan. Oh, if we no. could just plan. No. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking of if we set up a plan before <laughs> when yeah. we're in a good state. Yeah. Of this is how I'm going to react. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it's going to be that much easier to do that. Right. Because you're not having to yes. fly by the seat of your pants of, mm -hmm. oh, I'm supposed to be not negative here. I'm supposed to be zipping my lips yeah. more. Right. But coming up with a plan. Yeah. I'm a plan person when it comes to. There you go. Trying to fix things. <laughs> it's it's making me think of um, childhood child behavior right mm -hmm. like any attention is good attention mm -hmm. if that's what they're wanting and you know i don't know if mm -hmm. that's kind of the same along the yeah. same wavelength as what you were talking about you that's know? right you just shape that where it's like not right. so much like you said not overdoing it right towards that, that cycle moment. if that's what you're in right yeah if that's and, what you're finding yourself in right and then maybe me like reinforcing the the positives yep. when yep. you're not in shame like we do with with kids you know yep. like oh I noticed you did this and yeah wow and we'll talk about the flip side where if the parent is consistently not responding to the shame response so just remembering that that like the kid will simply learn mm -hmm. you're not there uh, on an emotional level mm -hmm. when I need that and so they'll that, that brain will begin mapping where they can get that. Right. And so I think, you know, there are times when kids will get attached to other peers because mm. that peer will give them that response. They'll yeah. feel like they belong mm -hmm. because of that dynamic. So um, being aware of that, it may not seem important to the parent at all. Yeah. But why in the world would they feel like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a very, that's a thought that would, would have to move past and right. be able to recognize from that child's perspective and respond yeah. so yeah they might get themselves into a bad group or situation mm -hmm. or something just Certainly. looking for that so you yeah. want to be there safe and it does create vulnerabilities for um, for um, crime victimization for instance mm -hmm. um, when people are able to spot 
that that need hasn't been met fill and fill that need, mm-hmm. then a person can be be drawn toward that, and right. then it, it does open the door for some of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So being aware of that, yeah. Just, but again, it's not a blame thing; it's just yeah. understanding, right? Right. Mm-hmm. One other problematic pattern that can happen is when so if if a parent so on the one hand, if you got a parent that is feeling, if, if we as parents are feeling shame all the time, mm-hmm. then it's, it's a sign or signal that that brain is not getting what it needs. Mm-hmm. So we might be sleep deprived, overworked or stressed, we might be, it might be clinical depression or trauma or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's time to recognize that and, and figure out what you need and, and do that, right? On the flip side, if there's a parent that just really isn't experiencing any shame, mm-hmm. it's all fight or flight, but no shame response or whatever, mm-hmm. then that parent may have a harder time connecting with their child's experience. Mm-hmm. They may have to work extra hard at, at connecting with it. There is a place and a space for parents to evaluate whether they actually did something wrong. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're all perfect. Yeah. There's no, nothing wrong with acknowledging yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And if they can evaluate that, mm-hmm. what we would say is like, like, evaluate against your values, mm. not against your mood. I love Ooh. that. Does that make sense? We need to have that be the clip. <laughs> evaluate <laughs> against your values, not your right. mood. Because again, I love that. Mood, yeah, it's all gonna come out crappy. Yeah. <laughs> so evaluate against your values, but if you do recognize you did something contrary to your own values. Mm-hmm. Well, then by all means, proceed to attempt to repair it. Mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of parents. It's, very, it's, a, it's a hard struggle to go apologize to a child. It is. But there's a lot of beneficial things that can come from that if, you know, in a relatively healthy scenario, mm-hmm. again, not shame all the time and apologizing all the time. That might be a different sign of something else. Mm-hmm. It might be a sign you're Canadian. Like me. <laughs> and we just apologize to inanimate objects. Yeah, there you Fine. go. That's right. <laughs> it's just a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. So. Mm, sorry. In that, in that case, <laughs> See, I just said it. go back to the child and like make a repair. Like, mm-hmm. hey, look, I, I feel better about that. That is very strengthening for the child about how, how they can and if you can articulate that, this is what I feel like I did wrong, and I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. There's no need in that moment to pair that with, and here's what you did wrong. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's not a great, keep them separated in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the child can hear the, the one without the other. Mm-hmm. Once you have to, if you have to address something they actually did that you feel like was wrong, Yeah. then they're, they're part of the brain about, dealing with that and dealing with a parent coming at them mm-hmm. with that information is going to be turned on and they're not going to hear the it's the right. butt yeah. yeah it negates everything before so it come mm-hmm. with just what you identify that you did wrong and how you'd like to make that right come yeah. with that separately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes sense and let that yeah. let that process that allows the child to see oh you actually can mm-hmm. evaluate that and if you did something wrong it's okay to just go sorry see what you can do to figure out but when parents don't then it makes it harder for kids because mm. they don't that gap. They yeah don't they don't it, see so that like, role model right so, i don't know nobody's ever done that before uh-huh. yeah you know? yeah so 
So if there's a parent that doesn't really connect with shame very well, it might be extra work. Mm. It's be a little extra challenging for them mm -hmm. to really. But the good news is empathy's pretty. Empathy's a cognitive skill, not an emotional skill. Oh, you can just climb up. You can just. We all have the ability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can think it. Just yeah. sit there and think. What does this seem like from their perspective? Right. You don't have to connect with it on an emotional level very deeply. It'd be nice yeah. if sometimes you'd want to understand those emotions. Yeah. But at least grasp that and then build on that to be able to uh, respond. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Thinking of the, pa the step family class activity, I think Cheryl just talked about it, but the two different shoes mm -hmm. where you stand in their footprints and... Yeah. Okay, this is the situation from their perspective. Okay, let me come over to here and yeah. see what it is from this perspective. And yep. Yep. We like to play the imag or what if game in our mm. house. Well, what if they're actually doing this? Or what if they're there you go, that's you know, yeah. just trying to teach the kids yep. to look beyond whatever the behavior is or whatever what was said, you know? Because we all have things, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I could be in a shame spiral right now. We don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. And uh, this could be a just just something to add on to that is just that um, we often hear about suicides that occur after, but they seem so happy. Yes. They just came off a happy experience, mm -hmm. right? So remember the upward pressure and the downward yeah. pressure, right? So any high high emotion states first can seem very positive whatever and it can feel very positive right? but you ever come from a a big family gathering or party or something and mm -hmm. then you get home and how do you feel exhausted exhausted oh right? man every time talk about aunt becky <laughs> and what she's up to yeah man, oh my gosh. <laughs> yep so those are vulnerable times for yeah. people um that fatigue and that exhaustion can can be part of a shame part of the overall same process oh. and uh, suicidal thoughts can be part of that. It's also made it very challenging to predict because mm -hmm. a person can seem mood-based, right? right? They can seem perfectly fine mm -hmm. and then an hour later they might not be. Yeah. So it's made prediction anything ahead of time is, is a little bit challenging. Yeah. So yeah. We're good at putting masks on. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Even to ourselves, mm -hmm. I'm saying it's the state we're in. Mm -hmm. We really were happy. Well, it really was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we're just not feeling it out. Right. Yeah. So, learning to just tolerate our emotions without acting on them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like during shame, it's just not. It's just not a great time to be making any. Yeah. Any real decision, especially life or death ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> just let it. Let the, just tolerate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I think my favorite part about you know talking with you today has been you know, putting a meaning with it, which is like saying, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. That's okay. You know, because we'll just, yeah, we'll move through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It yeah. will end. It will. And some things are much bigger than others mm -hmm. when they mm -hmm. hit you like a wrecking ball. So it's not going to end in two hours. No. Yeah. But the average for just the daily going on, about 20 minutes. Really? Your brain will shift gears. And you'll be in a different mood state. Generally off of 
depending on that lower brain. So fight or flight might be about 20, and then it's on average. Yeah. Shame cycle, that long, and it kind of tapers off. Mm -hmm. But there are times when it's just much bigger, and right. it is going to be quite challenging mm -hmm. yeah. to just get through. But research after research shows if you, if you can hang on and be all right, then things do change for the better. We do, we do get post-traumatic growth. Mm -hmm. uh, there are times when that gets stunted and it's time to maybe get some therapy for, you know, for PTSD, but yeah. Um, you know, the resilience is in there. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of tapping into it yeah. and letting it do its thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so the family place has so many services um, that can help with this, right? What are some things like we need help getting through those 20 minutes. Let's say something just, we are in a really bad spot. And, you know, we really need help hanging on for 20 minutes while our brain regulates to get us through that shame. What can, what can our listeners do or, you know, services that we provide or yeah. hotlines? Yeah, there are definitely um, community resources. I'm gonna put a plug in for can you figure out a positive family member or friend? Mm -hmm. It's usually more accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and um, just positive. You don't have to talk about what's going on or what's mm -hmm. on your mind. You don't have to go spill your problems and both of you go down the bathtub drain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but just making that contact um, and doing things like you know taking, taking a minute to walk outside or mm -hmm. take some deep breaths or to a favorite song okay um, but if you'd like to reach out then I, I recommend the 988 hotline mm -hmm. now that we have a national that is just the best thing ever yeah, yeah it's a great idea um, I think it has some value to have trained people that know how to take calls mm -hmm. when people are in a bad space yeah so sometimes we find that our family and friends uh, don't know how to respond yes mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. So being able to call somebody that is at least, you know, they really want to be in that, in that role and they're looking to help you, then they have some training in that. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing to just use that resource. Right. Here in Cache Valley in Ridge County, um, you can call the main line at the family place. Mm -hmm. and, af and after hours, I think you have to press one or something, I don't remember. And, uh, but yes, there's always somebody that can answer that and just kind of see what's going on, see how to help you through. Just for a few minutes, can get you connected to maybe a crisis session within a few days or something. Okay. Just to de-escalate. Yeah. So. It made me think when you're like, when if you are that person that someone is calling, yeah. if they have some training, mm -hmm. yeah. what do we offer to provide that training? Mental health first aid. Oh, yes. yeah. I just took that. It was great. It yes. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. gives yeah. you some skills mm -hmm. and some ideas and yeah. Yeah. A little bit of help of recognizing those things and how to help those people through mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So And shameless plug, but it's free. So it is free. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you can take advantage of my own first aid training, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. So it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It was really good. Well, it's been fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks so much for coming, Reese. Yeah. And now I'll go uh, fill, 
crappy about how it went. Oh, it stop. It's, it would be so good. I, I did work. It, his tail was between his legs, his puppy dog eyes. It worked. And I'll say the same. Nicole, you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any books that you would recommend for our listeners to read? I don't know. I mean, Brene Brown's yeah. good, but oh, my home Fisher, girl. I, I know Yanina Fisher has put books out, and I really respect her for articulating this. Um, there's some old classics like The Whole Brain Child, mm-hmm. um, Emotional Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. If you really want a deeper dive, you can try The Body Keeps the Score. Ooh, that one so. is a deep dive. Mm-hmm. But it's a long deep yeah, dive. It is. <laughs> but it's a good Sends one. Sends me into a spiral. <laughs> yeah. So I avoid books that cause me shame because yeah. I avoid shame anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, a lot of good books out there. So. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. We appreciate thank that. You. And I appreciate Nicole coming and being a guest. You're welcome. Host today. I hope we can come back. Well, we'll see. This is is my interview right now. (laughs) Well, Hillary does like to take summers and go and spend with her family, so I call upon you again. I am here 40 hours a week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did great. Thank you. I mean, you should be a regular person and on now our podcast. I'll switch back from shame to fight or flight. <laughs> How quick can I get out? You are right near your door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming by and listening today. And we hope that you have gained some knowledge. And we hope that you can be kind and patient with yourself. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Parents Place podcast. If you would like to reach us, you can at parents at thefamilyplaceutah.org or you can reach Jen on Facebook, Jen Daly dash the family place. Please check out our show notes for any additional information. Our website is thefamilyplaceutah.org if you're interested in any of our upcoming virtual classes. We'd love to see you there.